let's face it. As consumers, we don't know what we don't know. Finances are an intricate puzzle. If you miss even one small piece, it can make a big difference and become out of focus. Welcome to Your Finances, Know You Can, with Wesley Forster, President and Senior Financial Strategist at HSI Financial Group. In this podcast, Wes and his dedicated team of financial professionals provide the guidance you need to build your ideal financial lifestyle and reach your goals. Stop flushing money down the drain and losing it needlessly and unnecessarily. Join in as Wes empowers you to arrive at your destination and swap uncertainty for confidence and choose where you want to go. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Your Finances Know You Can. And that is the K-N-O-W version of know, as in knowledge. I'm Patrice Socorro with the host of this podcast, Wesley Forster. Now, I really like these introductory shows, Wes, because we're going to learn all about you from you. So let's get started. How'd you get in the business? And that's what I like doing is talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're honest, too. Yeah. And I got in the business somewhat by accident and somewhat, I think it was a bit of destiny there involved, too, possibly. I had another business in the uh, construction industry. Always interested, though, in finance, always interested in economics, studied a little bit of economics, obviously, in school and whatnot. And I had kind of enough of the uh, construction industry, other than the fact that I loved owning my own business. That part I did like. I had a gentleman that uh, owed me some money, and he was he was reviewing resumes, and he, uh, he had an invoice for me. So I said, well, I'll bring my invoice by, and you can look at my uh, resume at the same time. And at that point in time, he hired me to come and work for him. In something, though, that I wasn't necessarily looking forward to, and that was the insurance industry. I had mixed opinions and reviews on that one, but I did it. I'd give it a shot, and it turned out pretty good. That's That was the beginning of it all. However, my idea of what it should have been and what it was and what it was promised is two different things. But that's how it began. All right. So you started in insurance, which I guess a lot of people do in this industry, and you moved on. Where'd you go next? Where'd I go next? Now, so I, I was at this particular company for probably about, I'm going to say just over a year and a half. Uh, they had made some promises about furthering the education and they were going to pay for the education, which never happened. Hmm. I did quite well there, but it wasn't what I was looking for. And unfortunately, the people there, that there was a lot of them in the particular office that I worked out of, they weren't, let's just say, capable of doing the training. So, or educating and other than industry and how to sell. And that's not what I was interested in either is how to sell things. It was about having the capability of recognizing people's problems and and solving problems. That was on my mind. That was the most important thing to me. And the reason for that is because I grew up in a uh, family that's struggled mightily with money, including my, uh, primarily my parents. And I kind of felt sorry for them. Uh, so consequently, this is what I wanted to, this is what I thought this was going to turn out to be when I w- went to work with them. And so I went on from there and I, I created a, a company of my own, Forster Financial Services. I actually started as Forster Planning Services, and then we changed it to Forster Financial Services. And I uh, got my feet wet there, which was quite an experience. It, it was a struggle as well. And finding the right people to come and work for me, training them, hopefully that they could see a vision. Mm-hmm. And that didn't turn out quite the way I expected it. 
shortly after that, we got, I got married and went on to figuring this thing out, trying to, I wasn't going to give up. I knew that there was a, a, a need there. I was determined to, to put something together that was repeatable. We could go out and, and help folks, but also I could train people to go out and help folks to help people and help solve their problems and not just sell them a life insurance policy or sell them a mutual fund or that sort of thing. This is what our industry does. And it's most unfortunate and I don't like it. I don't like what we do. And I get, I get a firsthand look at that. And I've had that firsthand look at that for 38 years. And so what we did, and I say we now, because then I partnered up with my current partner, business partner, Warren White, we created HSI financial group. Now, we, between Warren and I, we, of course, we did some struggling of our own, putting our business plan together. And we had, we were on the same page. We had a, well, I think we had a great vision. And basically that's, that was the vision. That was the end. The goal was to put together a repeatable program that anybody could go ahead and execute. As I mean, when I say anybody, I'm talking about financial planners could go ahead and repeat. Then we could train our staff to do the same thing from the ground up. Be proud of what we do. Be proud of the fact that we looked at everything for people. And when I say everything, I mean every aspect of financial planning and then solving for their problems with a, what, what in our industry, in the financial planning industry, what we claim to do is, is put together a plan. And, but unfortunately, I don't see a lot of those. When we get a hold of a new client or prospect, how much generally happens is that they don't really have a plan. What they have is their investments. In fact, when we ask them to bring their financial plans in with them, they bring in their investment statements. And as we say to them at that point in time, that's not your financial plan. That's your investment statements at the Bank of Montreal or, or investors group or what have you. It's, a, it's an important facet of your financial plan, but it's not the financial plan. So, and then so there. Well, who is your ideal client now that you're starting to talk about? Who's, it? So, yeah. So the ideal client is that's that's interesting. I guess anybody could be. Anybody could be a client. We can't, unfortunately, though, we can't take everybody. It's, we're not, we don't have the infrastructure, the, the, the manpower to, to take everybody and do an amazing job because at the end of the day, that's what we want to do is an amazing job. So our ideal client is between 50 and 65, say 70 years old. Typically it's a family, but we deal a lot with, with widows and widowers and help them through difficult times which is kind of interesting too, because of course we get the 80 year olds as well. And, and what happens there is oftentimes people will say, well, I'm 80 years old, so there's not much more you can do for me, which is <clears throat> not true at all. <clears throat> Especially if nobody's taken care of, put them under a microscope as far as their finances are concerned. So yeah, that's the group that we target is between 50 and 65, 70. It will take younger people provided they meet the, the limitations that we set and uh, we'll take them older, obviously too, so but they're willing there. One thing I want to do, yeah, I, sure. I'll interrupt you for a second. One thing I want to say though, is they, they, it's really important that they're willing participants and they've had an opportunity to get a little bit of a precursor to what we do and how we do it. And, and then they become that willing participant. Cause at the end of the day, we know that they'll become raving fans once we're finished, but go ahead. <laughs> you had a question. I was going to say, you know, you, you were talking about debunking some of the, the things people have been told about financial mm. planning and, and uh, your ideal client. All right. What do you do for the clients? You just educate them to the point where this is bunk. This is nothing. What we have is mm -hmm. so much better. What, what it's the do? mystery. It's that mystery, right? You see, 
you know, we say that we say that we don't know what we don't know. So unfortunately, you go out to uh, I, I don't want to start throwing numbers out, but I've seen, I've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. And and when they when people actually do have something that remotely looks like a, a financial plan, there's an awful lot that's missing. And it's little things that make a huge difference. And we, we go into we can talk about that later in, in the future, but little things that make a, a, a profound difference in their planning. But most importantly, we're saying to folks that you're, you don't even know this, but you're actually flushing money down the toilet. And, yeah. and it can be considerable amounts of money. And it could be repeatable money. And that's the unfortunate thing. We're not even talking about their investments now. We're talking about things that nobody else has looked at, nobody else has considered, and primarily because they don't get paid for doing things like that. They don't get paid for filling out people's uh, social security benefits applications. They just tell the client, go here, go there, you know, pick it up online, and you can just fill it in online. And it's a simple form to fill out. And th- this is accurate, however, that... Uh, a lot gets missed there. And you're dealing with the, the government institutions now, and they're not necessarily paying 100% attention either. And I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying that they get a lot of paper coming across their desk. Things get missed. And we find that out. So what we do is not only is it part of the financial planning, because all things money, all things that are are going to eventually carry on to your, to your heirs and your beneficiaries, et cetera, it should be addressed. Don't take it for, like we're saying to our staff, don't assume anything. In fact, the other thing that we, we say regularly is to our staff is if we can't do it for ourselves, we can't do it for others. Now, what, what's that? What can't we do? And, and it's doing the a whole complete financial plan. Let's just stay on this topic of the, of the benefits now, for example, the uh, let's go with Canada Pension Plan benefits, which we we profess to be somewhat experts in that area, old age security and, and Canada pension benefits and guaranteed income supplement. And the things that we see that are missed there, I, I would say it's sinful. And, and it's because, again, the client doesn't know what they don't know. They fill in the form, they send it into uh, Service Canada, and they expect everything to be taken care of. They start to receive their check and they think, well, gee, everything's okay now. I'm getting exactly what I deserve. And oftentimes we find that isn't true. And uh, in fact, we tested it on a few different incidents and uh, found out that uh, 30%, probably even higher than that, maybe close to 35%, because our sample size is not perfect either, because we don't have an enormous sample size to measure this, that they're not getting the benefits that they deserve. And they would never know, they would never find out unless we went ahead and did something like this, tested the forms. So what we have in our process now, in our checklists, or we're big on checklists, is a, uh, a process where we can uh, test that for the client, for the prospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every one of our clients has this, has been through this, whether they know it or not, they have been through it. And we can come back to them and say to them that, in fact, that this has been taken care of for them. And we filled the form out. We mailed the form in for them. We followed it up. That's what makes us, I think, makes us different. Now, I've I talked to Again, as I say, a lot of, I talked, I speak to a lot of financial planners in our industry, both in the Canada and the United States. And in fact, uh, as you know, Patrice, I've, I've created a company, a coaching company that trains other financial planners that don't work for HSI Financial Group. And when I bring some of these things up with them, it's just like their jaw drops and it's never heard of that before, never That's thought right. of that. Okay. So we're saying to these folks, we're going to do things for you 
I know I'll hear about this later, but we'll do things for you that you, you're probably your financial planner has never even thought of and or doesn't think it's part of the, the, the process for them. So for them to do for you. And, and I've actually had some financial planners come forward to me after I've spoken to groups saying to me that, oh, that's a lot of work. Well, yeah, it is a lot of work, but your client deserves it. <laughs> you know, we're, we're professing to be financial planners, for goodness sakes, do your job and make sure that you've covered all the, left. you haven't left any stones unturned. Flip them over, take it. There might not be anything under there, but there might be a little treasure under there. And I'm looking for those nuggets. And they're oftentimes they're small little nuggets that, as I said earlier, become a big deal. Right. Okay. I have those same clients after I uh, had one lady in on the West Coast in, in BC. She was some 80 years old. We went through this process with her and she got a retroactive check from, from Human Resources Canada to the tomb of about $12,000. And then her monthly income increased as well. And she yeah. was just amazed by this. She said, now, who should have told me about this? And Pretty tough to answer that question. I guess your bank, maybe your accountant, I mean, we know none of them are going to do it. Uh, maybe your financial advisor. They all should have told you, but they're not doing that because they don't work for Human Resources Canada. They're not getting paid by Human Resources Canada. So they're not doing it for you. That's the only oh. explanation I have for that. Tell me about the team that helps you do this. Ah, uh, yes. And and and, and this, is, this is remarkable because it's taken a long time to put this team together. And we've got some guys and girls there that, that, are remarkable. They buy into the vision. They, and this is what's important to us, just like the, we were looking for our ideal client, but we're also looking for an ideal team. And it's taken some time to put that together. We've got um, three gentlemen that Andrew and, and Blake and Devin, that uh, they primarily work on the client's portfolios, if you will, plans. They work from our checklists and they do a, a, an outstanding job. But, you know, more importantly, I say this because it's not just because they're good people, good guys. It's because they really believe, as I do, Warren does, this vision to bring home a something that we can be proud of. We go home at night and we can be proud of that. We can be proud of the, we did a good job for this person. We found something. We found that needle in the haystack and it put money into their pocket. We did an amazing tax plan for them and that put money into their pocket. We did an amazing estate plan. And, and we're all on the same page there. We all, uh, we, we cared deeply that we haven't missed anything. And the only way that, that we can say that is because of when we got the checklist. And we've got Warren, who is the, um, is the chief financial officer at HSI Financial Group. So he just, he's kind of the clue that holds everybody together there, manages the office, but also works with me directly on the marketing side of things as far as HSI is concerned. And then we have Jasmine that, that goes ahead and, and she's our client relationship manager. She puts all the, 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 makes you feel special, rolls out the red carpet for you because this is important too. It's not just about the dollars and cents. Right. It's about making sure that you, you feel welcome and that people care about you. And like I say to folks, when they, when they first meet us, that when they walk out the door, my measuring stick is that you've got a smile on your face when you leave. To me, that's really, really important. That's All awesome. these, these little things add up to one big thing. And that's, and I, I say, those are those things that make us different. Can I put my finger on any one thing I would need? And maybe that's what we should do sometime is we'll bring a client of ours on the show, on the program and let them speak to it. What, what makes us different. And I've done this before too. And actually with a group of my, my coaching clients, friends, I think it's very, very helpful. 
but it's not just helpful for, for the financial planning industry, but it's also helpful for other people who are trying to test things out. Mm-hmm. Who should I talk to? Everybody talks that, that game that they're different, that they're going to do this special job for them. Well, we walk the walk. We're proud of the fact that we do exactly what we say we're going to do for somebody. Mm-hmm. So we tell you, we're going to do a complete financial plan, complete wealth management for you. That's with looking at the taxes, looking at the estate uh, plan and the, the investments, the and insurance side of things, but everything is revolving around your financial plan. We do that. That's not lip service. We in fact do that. I guess for us, it's that if, if, if we talk about competitive, our, our, our goal, if it's, you know, not necessarily winning the game, but what brings us that pleasure is finding the, those little nuggets. Okay. So the last person on the list is Dylan. I hire a lot of people from, I like hiring young people. I like hiring people from university and Dylan right now is in university. So he's just finishing, I think it was last year. He's on a uh, co-op with us. Right, and yeah. now he's come to the point where he's made his decision that he kind of wants to be there with HSI financial group longer term. And uh, in fact, that's the way we, we, Devin came to us too. And Warren came straight out of university. So I'm big on, on uh, number one, education, something that was, as I mentioned, right at the onset here, that's what was promised to me and never received it. I think it's really important when you come back to, as you said, knowledge, that's what, that's what people are hiring us for is for what's between our ears. Do we know how to do it? And yes, we most definitely know how to do it. We're very good at it. We take it very, very seriously. It's repeatable. That's the beautiful part. So you don't have to worry about if you're a client, did I get everything that the other guy got? Yes, he absolutely did because we're following that checklist. And speaking of education, tell Mm -hmm. me about yours. You've got letters after your name. I got letters after my name. I started out as a chartered financial planner many years ago, moved on. It became the certified financial planner designation. And then there's the registered financial planner designation. And there's some other alphabet soup that I I exclude (laughs) from it, which is not really that important to the public. But those to me are are hallmarks in the industry and they're, they're necessary. Are they perfect? No, they're not. As I often say, Having that designation doesn't make you good at what you do. It's like hockey. If you have a hockey stick in your hand, it doesn't make you a professional hockey player. Okay. We often talk about as an example of that is the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> they have the, they have hockey sticks. We're not sure they can play hockey. Now I'm, I'm probably never going to get another client from Edmonton. Again. Probably I'm, I'm, I've, I've sealed my fate there, but, but um, in any case, we, I think we can relate to that, though, and not the Edmonton Oilers, but I think we can relate to the fact that a lot of people hold, them else, hold themselves as being a, a, an accountant because you have your designation doesn't make you a good accountant. you got to work at being a good accountant and because you're, you've got the title of, uh, as a lawyer doesn't necessarily make you a good lawyer or a mechanic or any of the above. Sure. We work very, very hard as far as our education. In fact, <clears throat> I'm on my boys and, and, and the one lady that works for us constantly to do something, to have a course going constantly. Okay. This isn't a one-off thing. You get your designation. Now you can go sit on the couch and drink a beer. You got to keep working at it. This is really important. And, and, and I hold myself out the same way. You know, I'm getting up there in years, but I'm still a sponge. I'm still there ready to learn. And I, I get excited about it. I love reading, research things, but research things the proper way, not just a, a matter of Googling it. Uh, Google is a, is a very good tool. There's no doubt about that, but you'll, again, you don't know what you don't know and you could be getting led into something that doesn't apply to you. It's too general. We're not generalists. So again, when a client comes to us, 
we're working for you specifically. Everybody doesn't wear the same pair of socks, so everybody doesn't have the same financial plan. It can be very similar, but our experience is so deep. And I'm just really proud of these, this group that we have that's working for us as a team. And as I say to them, here's how I measure this thing. You know, years ago, before my mother passed away, she said to me, what happened? What would happen if something happened to you, Wes? Like, what, what's going to, who do I talk to? Or if you're not there? And I said, that's what our team revolves around. So that if I wasn't there, somebody else could just take over for me. And they're doing exactly the same thing. This is why I talk about repeatable. This is critical. And that gives you that reassurance because all of our guys work for the HSI clients. Okay. And I tell my prospects and clients the same thing. I say, you know, I look at my boys this way, the guys that are working directly with you. First of all, they don't have their own set of clients. Everybody works for the clients at HSI Financial Group. So Blake doesn't have his own clients and Wes doesn't have his. Everybody that's a client of HSI is everybody that works at HSI. That's number one. Secondly, when I'm looking at this thing, I'm saying to them, you know, would I have Blake or Devin or Warren or one of the other guys as possibly executors or, or trustees on my estate plan? And the answer is yes, because in fact they are, because that's how much I trust those guys. All right. So when I step away from it, I know that my family is taken care of, that I'm live, leaving great memories for them, that they don't have to panic. What do I do next? This is what we do all day long. So we better be good at it. And I better be confident that these guys can pull it off. That, that, that to me is, is a, a testament in itself. But going back to the education again, too. So Blake, he has his certified financial planner designation, as do I. So does uh, Devin's just, uh, gosh, weeks away from, from his getting his designation. And Andrew's working on uh, another designation in the uh, group benefits arena. He will also work on the CFP. But I just, I'm on them constantly. This is really important to the client. The relationship is built on confidence. It's built on the security to know that you you take these things seriously. It's not a, just a job. And if it is just a job, you might be working for the wrong group. Right. Maybe you should find someplace else to work. There's enough people out there like that. When you come to HSI Financial Group, you know that everybody is well-educated. Everybody takes it seriously. They've, they've, they've studied hard. They continue to study. They know how to research things. That's really important. When we're talking about what we were talking about earlier about the Canada pension benefits and things like that, it's been addressed. Now, I hear you talking about research and being sure of what you're doing, knowing what you're mm -hmm, doing. Mm -hmm. You are a pilot. I'm a pilot. I'm you're, a commercial uh, pilot. Being a pilot is very, that, that's, you got to be very careful when you're doing that. So yeah. when you're doing that, you're not working. What else do you do when you're not working? What else do I do when I'm not working? I do, I do enjoy flying. I mean, flying is, is really, that's my another passion. I have a few. Well, I do love the phrase you use though, creating a flight plan to get to a desired retirement. Yeah. 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 And, and of course, too, if you read the book, the book that I wrote several years ago, No, You Can, is a comparison between us, the analogy or the parallels between the, between aviation and, and financial planning. And I had a lot of fun writing that book. And we use that book as an example. The other things that I like doing is I like coaching. I, li I like to further this industry. So I continue coaching people in our industry, other financial planners, because I really believe we've got a, we, we, not just HSI financial group, it's not upon us. It's on all of us to go out there and do an awesome job for our clients and bring some favor to our industry and take some pride in what we're doing. But unfortunately, the, our industry doesn't teach people that way. Our industry teaches people to sell things. And 
mask that or cloak it with the idea that you're actually solving a problem, but you're missing too many things. That might sound a little self-righteous, but I just really believe that's what we've got to go out and we've got to do that. People deserve this. North Americans don't get it. They're not receiving what they think they're receiving. And that's not good for the financial planner either. Coaching is a big one. The flying is huge to me. I love flying. It takes me to places. uh, We're licensed in five provinces in Canada, BC and Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Ontario. And of course, we can fly at the drop of a hat to see people in those different locations, which we do, in fact. Nice. Uh, And that can be fun too. I enjoy spending time. My, my wife and I are, are pretty close buddies and, and we, we spend a lot of time together and talking about these things. And one of the things I say to her is making sure that she's taken care of, mm-hmm. making sure that this isn't what she does. She's not uh, the financial planning thing. And she just leaves that in my court. And I take that seriously to make sure that she's taken care of. And my son, who, by the way, too, is, is studying in university to and uh, finance and going on to do his CFP as well. Now, he's not working for the company because he's taking his, his studies pretty seriously, which I, I encourage too. Between those three things and the family, that keeps me plenty busy. Yeah. yeah. Now, Wes, if you had all the money in the world, all the money in the world, what would you do? What would I do? All the money in the world. No, all the money. So, so more than Elon Musk or... All or, the money in the world. All the money in the world. Not 11 billion in taxes even. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. Would I change much of what I do? I think that I would probably let my guys, because they're very capable, I could step away from HSI financial group today and, and everything would go along just rosy. I'm very confident. I would just continue letting them take care of things. I think I would continue on with this coaching thing because I'm having fun with that. I think that I'd want to have a voice with the government and with regulators. And I don't want to say that they do a poor job. I just think that they're not informed well enough to make some of the decisions that they make. And I think they're skewed. Now, is it politics that they're skewed? Or is it because of this misunderstanding that they've never done it before? Because when, when people, when prospects or clients come to us, I'm saying to them, this is what we do all day long. This is what's ingrained in us. This is what we do. We don't dabble in it. It's not a one-off. This is what we do. Okay. Same thing when I'm flying the airplane. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of which, I might upgrade the airplane. <laughs> so you and I could do a broadcast like this in Europe or something. I'm, I'm for it. I'm all for it. I pretty much got what I want. I have what I want. I have what I need. So that wouldn't change. I think it's more about the people. And my wife and I are big into charity. And so charity would be, it would be probably paramount for that matter is how do we give it away? Yeah. All right, then now having heard that, tell me one thing most people don't know about you. Ooh, sheesh. There's a lot of things people don't know about me. We only have a limited amount of time, Wes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say that I would probably, I I guess it's probably the charity thing. I could say that I'm involved in giving to a lot of different charities. And I, and we really enjoy the heck out of that. We almost make that a game too, if you will. It doesn't sound, that doesn't sound appropriate, but how much, how much can we give away? Mm-hmm. That's a big thing to us. It's a wonderful game. Yeah. There you go. What's your idea of success? Yeah, no, I think that's about all the money in the world again too. And that's what people, I think they, they, they link those two together, but I don't think that I thought about this, you know, 
I, I heard that question once before. And in fact, what I did is I, I ran it by the team at the office. I asked them that question. I like the answers. I like the feedback. And I, and I, I thought to myself, I think we're all pretty much again, we're all on the same page. It's, are we happy with where we're at in life? Mm-hmm. Not all about having all the money in the world. It's, it's about taking what you have, if it's a good thing, and handing it off, passing the torch to somebody else and seeing that they, them light up and, and feel valued in life and that type of thing as well. It's not all about you. And, and I take this approach of selflessness, not selfishness. And, and I, I think about that during the course of my day too, is was I being selfish in some of the decisions that I made or was I being selfless in some of the decisions I made today? And then when we move further from that point, it's what are my resources that I can do some of these things that I can give things away and enjoy that moment too, making people's lives better because we were there mm-hmm. and we could, we, we're not going to be a burden on society. We don't want to be a burden on society. What do I have to do? So I have to take responsibility. I don't expect anybody to give it to me. That's how I determine my success. Am I, did I reach that? No, we would never know. It's a journey. So where, where are we? Where yeah. are we today? Which, which mm-hmm. makes this next question that much more interesting, I think. Uh-huh. So far to date, what's your proudest achievement? Wow. To date, because as you say, mm-hmm. it's a journey. Whatever I say, it's going to sound <laughs> selfish. And that's not what I'm aiming for. I, I, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I got that pilot license. I was a little along in years and I didn't just stop at a private pilot. I became a commercial pilot. That was a big deal to me and continuing on with that. This business, HSI Financial Group, certainly is, I'm proud, very proud of that. So it's a, that's a, a substantial achievement. I don't think there's just one, my family, and that's a work in progress, as all are. It's, it's a job, it's a responsibility. It's something that we're um, privileged to have something like that. So we got to take care of it. So those are three things. Okay. Those are, as far as I'm concerned. I guess you could say writing, writing No You Can, too. That book t- took years to do. Years to do. We're going to get to that book in a second, so hold that thought. I'm going to yeah. ask you just one or two more things. Yeah, then go we'll ahead. Get to the book. Do you have a, a mantra or a motto or something you say to yourself mm-hmm. to stay focused? Yeah. I said it earlier. If you can't do it for yourself, you can't do it for others. Nice. That's over and over and over again. My guys hear that so often, and they're waking up, they think it's a nightmare. And it's just Wes saying, if you can't do it for yourself, you can't do it for others. <laughs> All right. Tell me about your book now. How long did it take to write? Gosh, a long time. Oh my goodness. Why? Because at the onset, I didn't know what I wanted. I knew I wanted to write a book, didn't know what I want to write about. And so then it was a matter of researching it. How do I go about researching? Where do I start? So pretty much like everything that we do at the office, it's where do I start? Where's the best place to start? What do people want to hear? It wasn't about me coming up with this idea of what people want to hear. So what I did is I created some questions and I sent it out to hundreds of people, these questions, and got their feedback. What do they want to hear? <laughs> what I learned is they don't know what they don't know. All right, all right. All right. So they think a lot of people, when, they, when those questions went out, it was all, everything revolved around investments and money. And originally that's what that book was going to do was talk about investments and money. But what, what it spoke to me was that, that people don't really know what a financial plan is. They mm. really can't put their finger on it. They couldn't explain it to me. So the book was written and, and it was based on what is a financial plan and, and how can we put this into context? Each chapter 
revolved around our practice and exactly what we do and how there's a lot of stories in that book, because I think that resonates with people when they can say, yeah, I never yeah. thought of that, you know, yeah. and I, so I'm not the only one. I think that's a big thing too, that I'm not the only one and there is hope. So that's what we want to talk about is, mm -hmm. is that hope. And that there's people out there genuinely care and they want to get you from point A to point B, but we got to make sure that they have the tools to do something like that. What's the title of the book again? No, you can. As in K-N-O-W, you can. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. K-N-O-W, no, you can. How to become financially fit and how to become financially fit in 90 days. It might take a little longer than 90 days, but that's certainly the beginning. And, and the 90 days is just going through that initial planning process because it's still a journey after that. It doesn't just end at doing your financial plan. Now I've got a financial plan. The financial plan has to be reviewed and you have to watch the progress of your financial plan, all those good things. The danger in reading that book, I like that, the danger. <laughs> I'm waiting. And it is dangerous too. And here's what I learned, something else I learned, is that folks would read that book and think that they, well, I, I had a lot of people come back and say, oh, I had all this, is, I'm doing all these things. And I'm thinking mm. there's very few people that are pulling all those things together and doing them, or I did that, or I did this, so then I'm, I'm okay. I don't think so. In fact, what I said in my book is that if you're out looking for a financial planner, you're reading this book, you're out looking for a financial planner, take this book to the person that you're your, your candidate to become your financial planner, candidates, and ask them to read the book and make sure that they're doing all those things for you. I can't be everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's not the idea here. That was an education. Uh, that's what that book was, is to educate you to go out and do the right things. Another danger is, is that you take one piece of the book and you execute that, or you, or worse yet, you already have executed it and it happened to turn out okay, or at least what you believe it turned out okay. Now you think you're an expert mm -hmm. and it's, it, you just did one thing and that's it, great. It turned out okay. But again, as I say, we do these things all day long and there's always these little hiccups people doing their own tax returns. And, and that's a big one where we owned an accounting practice, Warren and I, for many years too. We no longer do that. We see a lot of tax returns that people that do it yourselfers are doing and they're not being done right. And again, they're flushing money down the toilet. They don't even know it. Right. And they think that because they filed their tax return and they never heard back from CRA, Canada Revenue Agency, everything must be okay. But Canada Revenue Agency, and for that matter, the IRS does not put a gold star on your tax return, send it back and say, you did a great job. You know, in <laughs> fact, they, what they say is we reserve the right to go look at it, you know, uh, over the next again, three years. Again, and again, yeah. And it could happen anytime. So if you made a mistake, and then this happens frequently too, people will get that notice of reassessment and they're in panic and they, what, what happened? Uh, everything was okay before? No, actually everything wasn't okay before. They just never had a chance. All they did was inputted your information and there was no huge red flags blaring at them, but now there is. And so now you got to, you got to speak to that. So we're there for people when okay. in situations like that. All right, Wes, how can people reach you? Because they, I'm sure they're going to read this book. It's going to be too dangerous. They're going to come mm -hmm. back to you and say, yeah, exactly. what, what am I doing here? So how can people reach you? How can they reach us? Well, they can uh, contact our office. They can contact our office by phone. The local phone number is 403 269 Four six four zero. The toll free number is one eight 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 one six seven zero two zero. Of course, you can you can email 
client services at our office. So it's clientcare at hsifinancial.com. And we will have an initial conversation with you and determine whether or not you're a good candidate. And if you're not, we will also then send you in the right direction. We're not going to just kick you to the curb. We still care about you. We want to make sure things, you know, that you're, you got a strong footing and you can come back to us later and, and we can work with you once you've met uh, some of the limitations that we set and they're necessary. It's not like we're too good for you. That's not the point at all. We're not too good for anybody. We're being realistic and we're going to promise all these things. We've got to limit the amount of clients, the, the ideal clients that we bring in so that we can do an amazing job for them. Right. But they certainly will learn something, even if we set them in the right direction. What's the next steps I should take so I can get there? And over the years, many of those people have come back and just thanked us for that, that advice. And now they become clients. It's a process. All right. Wes Forster, thank you so much. This has been fascinating. Hmm. And I'm really looking forward to having more conversations <laughs> with you. All you listeners, follow the Your Finances Know You Can podcast to make sure you know when the new episodes are ready. And share with family, friends, and colleagues. I can bet you they'll appreciate it. I'm Patrice Sakora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to Your Finances Know You Can, the show that teaches you what you don't know about your finances. Have questions about topics covered during the show? Visit hsifinancial.com. Email us at clientcare at hsifinancial.com or give us a call at 403-269-4640 or 1-888-816-816. 7020. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted does not represent any consumer or individual. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor, qualified financial planner, or qualified service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.